Welcome to episode 51 of the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. Today we're talking about telehealth for mental health. If you're struggling, feeling depressed, anxious, or overwhelmed, you might be wondering about virtual therapy, which is also known as telehealth for mental health. Virtual therapy is an option for you during the time of COVID and beyond. We're going to talk about how you can engage in telehealth and not let technology be a barrier. I'm going to give you my pro tips and tricks for how to get the most out of virtual therapy. And I'm going to talk about the pros and cons of virtual therapy. Let's get started. Welcome to the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. I am Kim McLaughlin and I am your host. I am a licensed psychotherapist, coach, blogger, and podcaster. I talk to people about feeling overwhelmed, frustrated, and overloaded, and it shows up in overeating and overdieting. I help people in lots of different ways, and one of the ways I help them is in my psychotherapy practice. I've been thinking that I don't talk about my psychotherapy practice much in this podcast because I can only provide psychotherapy in the state of California. And up until recently, I was only providing psychotherapy in my community in the Sacramento area. So I knew that there were people from all over that listened to this podcast that really wouldn't benefit from knowing about my psychotherapy practice. And that brings me to COVID-19. During this time, I decided to let go of my psychotherapy office. I've had that office for years and years. It truly has been a comfortable oasis for me to go to and for my clients to go to. And it was a really hard decision to decide to let it go. In the middle of March, when everything in our area in California shut down, I went totally virtual at that point in time, always figuring that I would get back to going to my office soon. But that never happened. And one month and two months rolled by and it became clear that I wasn't necessarily going to go back to that office for lots of different reasons. And so I gave notice to let that office go. And last month, I moved out of the office, closed down everything in that office, and went 100% virtual for my therapy clients. And that has been a huge shift for me because I have been trained and practiced psychotherapy face-to-face, and I had considered doing some virtual, but not 100% like I'm doing right now. I have been talking about my psychotherapy practice and moving out of my office in my last few newsletters. And if you're not on my newsletter list, please get on my newsletter list because I give a lot of great tips and tricks and information for you about overeating and how to live your best life. But in in that newsletter, I talked about letting go of that office and I've got more mail from those newsletters than I have in years. And people were really resonating with the need to change things up at this point in time in all of our lives and that We can make the best of it and actually make it beneficial for for ourselves and for whoever it is that we come in contact with. So I thought it might be helpful to talk about telehealth and how it works because you might be considering seeing your therapist or maybe you haven't seen your therapist and want to. And 
I want you to consider telehealth because I found it to be really helpful. I also find that my clients are getting just as much value through us meeting virtually as we did when we sat face to face. We'll have to talk in another podcast about how to find a therapist and what you might be looking for. But today I just want to talk about the idea of telehealth because if you're considering psychotherapy, there is some tips and tricks I can give you that can help make it more advantageous for you and for you to really feel like when you come to meet with somebody that you are well aware of what to do. So I'm going to give you some tips. First tip is about technology because technology is important. For me, I use either with the people I work with, they can use a computer or a smartphone. And depending on the platform that that your therapist is using, you might need to download an app. For the people I work with, it's a really easy app that they download and they get to see me in a really secure manner. And I want you to be sure that when you talk to whoever's going to be your psychotherapist for telehealth, that you're clear that the platform is secure and that there's no option of people kind of coming in and hearing what you're saying. There have been references of people on Zoom or FaceTime or other unsecured platforms where you could have somebody listen in. The platform that I use is completely HIPAA compliant and nobody can get in and listen to what you're saying, nor am I able to record it. So it makes it really confidential and that should be super important to you. Another thing I recommend is make sure that your device is charged because I've had some times where people are um, challenged because they have to run in and find a place to plug their phone in because it isn't charged enough. So just make sure your device or if you're using a laptop, make sure it's charged enough so that you can meet for the 50-minute session. Another trip tip around technology is to close out other tabs on your device. You don't want other tabs open taking up some of the bandwidth so you can get a really clean, clear video with, with your telehealth therapist. Also, go to a place that has good Wi-Fi. Some people talk about, you know, sitting closer to your um, router or plugging into your Wi-Fi or go to a Wi-Fi hotspot, whatever you need to do to just make sure you have good Wi-Fi. I know it's tough on my clients when they're not in a place with stable Wi-Fi because they glitch in and out and it makes it frustrating for them that they can't see me all the time, which leads me to another tip is to determine with your therapist, if there is a glitch, what should you do with the people I work with? If there's a glitch and we can't get back on, I I tell them how to log off and log back on to get a better connection. Also, we're able to sometimes have us see each other over the video and we talk on the phone. So there's a lot of options for you and talk to your provider about what you can do in case there is a difficulty because you don't want to be in in the midst of talking about something really personal and have the Wi-Fi go out or have some glitch happen. So be on the front end of that with your therapist about what you can do. Hi everyone, this is Kim. Have you been thinking about coming and seeing me for psychotherapy, but you're concerned that we don't live in the same area? Don't worry. 
Now I am open for telehealth, which is virtual therapy. Since I'm licensed within the state of California, I can see anyone who resides in the state of California. If you are interested in working with me, go to the show notes and click on the schedule button now. If you're not sure, I'll provide a link for you to contact me and you can learn more information. Thanks. Another piece that's super important for psychotherapy is privacy. Privacy is one of the things that makes therapy different is that we provide privacy and we also provide confidentiality so that what you talk about is private with us. But what we want is when you're talking with us, when you're talking with your therapist over um, the telehealth platform, be in a place where it's private, where nobody else can hear you. I have had clients get super creative with places they go to where it's private. Um, I know there have been some that use a closet. So they kind of go in the closet and kind of get a chair or sit on the ground and we talk. Or they're sitting in the bathroom. Or they might be in their bedroom or in a car. Those are when you can't get any privacy because sometimes we live with a lot of people or there are other people around. And you just find a comfortable spot to be private and Work it out in the best way that you can. That leads me to thinking about the idea of comfort and how can you be comfortable. One of the things I loved about my psychotherapy office is it was comfortable. Everybody came in and said it just felt like they were sitting in their living room talking to me. And now when we're virtual, you actually can sit in your living room and talk to me. And find a place within the house or with wherever you're going that is comfortable. Where can you sit that there's a comfortable spot, a chair um, or a couch? Be sure to have some place to put your device. I know a lot of times people will hold their phone up and that gets kind of hard on your arm. So see if there's a way that you can set up your device where it's sitting on a table or maybe on a platform or up on a few books so that you don't have to hold it the whole time. One thing that can work really well is having a headset so that you can have a better audio so you can really hear what's being said. It does help with some of the privacy issues in terms of the ther- what the therapist says is just between you and them and nobody else can hear it. And it's a little harder for people to hear what's going on. So a headset can really make better audio and it also can just make it where you can hear better from the therapist. Another thing to do is have Kleenex close by. I've had um, one time where I've had people who are um, for their own privacy, they've been sitting out in their car and we've been talking and they cry and they're not able to get to some Kleenex. So have some Kleenex with you. Just have something that you can use in case you get teary so that you can feel um, comfortable and, and wipe your eyes off. The last thing I like to do in terms of comfort is I always have water, coffee, or tea to drink beside me. It's really what you want. I'm, if you ask my clients, they'll probably tell you that. I generally have a cup of coffee with me. Or right now I have my iced tea right next to me. It's just what I like to do. So I always want to offer up and and have you think about what drink might be comfortable for you to have while you're in your therapy session. And that's just something I like to have. And so I make that a priority for myself. While we're moving off of comfort, there's certain ways that you can use the equipment to focus better. 
And one of them is to turn off other devices. So turn off your television, turn off your alerts on your phone because they can be really distracting and you'll want to like scroll and look and see who sent you a message or you might um, keep looking up at the television while it's on. But I suggest that you just turn it off. Treat this like you're coming into my office where we don't have a television, where we don't use devices, where we don't watch something else or look on our phone because we're sitting there and talking. And I think if you really imagine that this is about us getting together, just like we would if we were sitting face to face in my office, I think you'll think about it differently and you'll you'll not have your devices readily accessible to you. Another thing that helps you focus is just like if you were coming to me my office is don't smoke, don't vape, don't drink alcohol. Those are things that can be distractions that that I think it's better just to be fully focused on the session and and not using those other kind of substances for you while we're talking. This would be just like I would ask of you if we were in the office not to do that. And I ask the same when you're not in my office, but we're working virtually with each other. If you have young kids at home and there's nowhere else for them to go, I recommend you do something like set up a game for them, a video game or a movie. I know that we don't want our kids on their devices all the time, but there is a need for you to have some privacy. And I found it's been really helpful when parents think in advance and have their kids occupied. Sometimes they will um, have a babysitter over and they'll go into another room and they'll be on the virtual session with me or sometimes they'll go somewhere else. But sometimes there just isn't an option. During this time of COVID, I found that people are having a lot of difficulty with young kids because there isn't always an option for a babysitter or you don't want to take them to older grandparents for them to help out for lots of different reasons. So just consider what you can do with the kids because we don't want the kids in the room while we're talking about your private intimate details. When we look at all of these options for telehealth, I know that there are some negatives and I also now through my experience, I know that there are some positives to it. And the negatives have driven people away, some people actually, away from having telehealth. And I just want to encourage you to see if these negatives are so bad that you don't want to do telehealth. Because when you look at the negatives, maybe there's a way to mitigate those negatives in order to feel comfortable with telehealth. So some of the negatives have been a lack of truly being face to face. We're literally not in the same room. Although I got to say when I when I see people like they're fully there and I'm fully there with them, but we're not in the same room. And that can be difficult, which also can lead to a lack of physical closeness, not feeling like you're connected as much in that physical space. Another negative is that you want to go to therapy and be out of your home to have a different experience, to be out of your house and get that good feel of being in the oasis, like I said, my therapy office used to feel like. And that can be really, really tough. And I honor that. Another negative is we get into device overload. We're on kind of the Zoom overload, FaceTime overload, and it can be 
too much to feel like you're sitting in front of the um, device again, especially now that children are going back to school and they're doing school virtually. Also, many of us are working virtually and there truly is this Zoom overload. So I acknowledge that and know that it's true. And I myself, in order to avoid that Zoom overload, I do things like sit in different chairs and use different devices to do Zoom so that I can not feel like I have an overloaded feeling. There's also a lot of positives to having telehealth for mental health. Some of them are, it's easy to use. I gotta say, it's an easy link. I send my clients on the morning of their appointment, I send them a link. All they have to do is click on that link Boom, there I show up or there it, they show up into the, the room, so to speak, and I log in and then we see each other. It is so easy to use because it's just one link to get you in, or at least my system is one link, I should say that. Another positive is that it's super convenient. You can be anywhere. You can be anywhere. I had some clients who weren't able to get back to their house, and so they did it from their car after an appointment because they couldn't physically get home in enough time. And it was great because we could still see each other. Normally, if I had been in the office, they would have had to call me and cancel, and they didn't have to cancel. That was good for them. is good for me. Another positive is that it saves time. Client after client after client tell me that they really enjoy saving time and that this lack of having to drive from wherever they're at to the office, they don't have to get into traffic. They don't have to worry about the time it will take to get to my office to see me. That has been valuable to people over and over again. And people have even been telling me that if I ever do go back to being in the office, they want a continual virtual therapy because they love the time that it saves them and the lack of having to drive. Another positive is that you have access to more providers. You have to have a provider that is licensed within your state and able to provide services for you. So really now when I've gone virtual, it's not just people in the greater Sacramento area where my office is, Sacramento, California, I should say, but I can work with anybody within the state of California, which is good for them because they wouldn't have had access to me. They would have had to travel to my office. And I tell you, people have traveled from far and wide to come see me. And now they don't have to travel as far. So the positive is, is that you have access to more providers. So you can look for virtual providers within the, your state. If you're interested in providers within your state, I can give you or I'll give you a link at least to providers within California and I'll put that in the show notes so that you can see other people that are providing therapy and you can begin to determine who might be your best fit. The last thing the positive for me at least is that there's no need for a mask during COVID-19. I was concerned about going back to the office because I didn't want to have to sit face to face with somebody and having to wear a mask. And my office couldn't allow for the six feet distance that we're asked to have. And it's a small room. And I just felt really uncomfortable that I might put somebody else in jeopardy. They might put me in jeopardy. And that I didn't know 
if I could be comfortable sitting with the mask or asking all my clients to wear a mask during the time that I saw them. So the positive for me is that I don't have to wear a mask because I'm not in the office sitting face to face. I hope what I'm talking about today gives you some encouragement to either seek out a therapist you've been working with and ask them if they're providing virtual telehealth or giving me a call and setting up an appointment with me because I am finding that this is truly a wonderful opportunity and I've decided to keep with it 100%. I might decide to go back into the office later on and rent some space, but for right now, I'm 100% virtual so I can work with anybody in the state of California. Your mental health is important. Taking care of yourself and your emotions is really important. And I really want to encourage you to reach out if you're feeling depressed or anxious or angry or overloaded, overwhelmed, and feeling that your mental health is in jeopardy. Give me a call. Give somebody else a call. Reach out because there are lots of telehealth providers that would love to help you out. This is the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. I am Kim McLaughlin, and I look forward to talking with you next week. Bye, everyone. Thank you for joining us on the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. We come to you every Monday with fresh new ideas to help you end emotional eating and put food in its proper place as nourishment. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast and review it and let us know what you think. Thank you for joining us.